it's I feel like it's a way of appreciating people's talents. Like this is what you're bringing in. You should get a piece of that. So that's just yeah, that's just the thought of mine. Uh, It creates more work for us (laughs) who are putting on the event. But to me, it's worth it because I want to show every ounce of appreciation to all the fighters because I know how it is um, to go out there and I know how it is. It, it's a great thing to win and it sucks to lose. Welcome to the show. What's up, everybody? This is Dante with another episode of Off The Mats Podcast. This is actually episode number 31. I didn't even think I was going to make it past 10, actually three, but we've made it to 31. So welcome, everybody. Uh, I'm glad everybody's here listening back for another week. This week's guest is a gentleman who has got some big things going on lately, and I've been following along on Instagram and just watching this this all grow. Um, today I have with me Alfredo, who is running the Arte Suave Elite um, matches that are going to be coming up on January 30th and on the West Coast. That's going to be at 1 p.m. On the East Coast, I'm not great with math, but... I'll get the times where you can put it in the notes. So uh, welcome, Alfredo. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Doing good. Uh, dealing with all the craziness today, but uh, no, I feel good and really happy that uh, this event's coming up. You know, when I uh, first started doing this, I got peer pressure, just like in jujitsu, you get peer pressure to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> I got peer pressured into uh, to doing this, as you know. You know, COVID really stopped everything. Um, and I actually saw how submissions on the shore was continuing to do stuff. That That's one of the inspirations that I had actually was uh, subs on the shore, um, which is the all-female jujitsu competition. Um, and they were doing it here in California. I was like, if, and, and in Southern California at that, which is even more difficult, I feel, than, than Northern California. And he was putting on great shows and, you know, I was, uh, I was watching some of his, uh, their pay-per-views and thought they were great. Um, I mentioned it to some of my teammates and they're like, well, man, why don't, why don't you start something? I'm like, eh, no, I'm not, you know, not, not really interested. And they kept bugging me, kept bugging me. And it just eventually started. It was started off as something, you know, something that was going to be small. Like, you know, we'll just get a bunch of knuckleheads together and <laughs> try and choke each other out from different gyms. And, uh, it just turned into much more. It just started steamrolling. You know, I, I, I got a ton of people reaching out to me, uh, to get on, on the card. Um, and I wish I could honestly say, I wish I could have like a hundred matches on one card, but unfortunately <laughs> we're limited by time. Uh, yeah, I, I, every time I look on Instagram, just about every other day, there's another match listed, another match announced, things like that. I'm like, geez, dude, like, <laughs> like how many people, how, like, slow down. Uh, but, you know, but actually, no, don't slow down. You know, keep doing you, keep, keep making yeah. all that noise and, and doing it big. Cause I remember talking to you a while back early on 
with, when you're getting this going. And, you know, I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll keep my eye out for it, you know, and, and listen out for it. And then, you know, you see a couple, you know, a couple fighters listed and a couple fighters here and then more and then more. And then before you know it, it's like, oh, wow. Okay. All right. You know, keep, keep going. Good for you. You got, you, you know, you got the magic, make it happen. And, you know, that was going to be, you know, one of my questions is, you know, what got you started? And it's just crazy. Like you said, you thought it was going to be, you know, just a, a few local people, you know, just choking each other out. It just sounds like, you know, the usual around here, like, hey, you guys want to make a fight club? Here, I got a basement. And <laughs> they, here you are, you know, with an event going on. And like I said, you got some steam behind you and, you know, some pretty, you know, decent names coming in there, too. So kudos to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I honestly didn't expect things to go, go the way they did. Um, funny thing is, uh, when I first started it, it just, you know, people started talking, started talking first. It started, uh, in Sacramento. I, I live in Sacramento, California and, uh, the buzz started going around. Oh, there's somebody throwing a, uh, competition or an event, jujitsu event. And, you know, I was just hearing not many people knew that it was me and somebody else kind of throwing this together. And, um, it just started spreading, spreading. And then, as you know, the jujitsu community is pretty tight knit. Uh, and it just started spreading like, like wildfire. And I started, I still get a bunch of DMS like, Hey, you know, do you have anybody uh, that you can get, match me up with? Or can I get on the January 30th card? And I'm like, well, <laughs> we kind of overbooked that one. <laughs> so I would love to add people, but, uh, currently we're actually overbooked like it's it's gonna be a long event um yes but but i i'm super excited we got a lot of really good talent um the way it kind of started off um how i started matchmaking was uh kind of northern california versus southern california mm -hmm. and um i personally i just thought it would be cool to have it that way because sacramento has pretty good pretty good jujitsu and, uh, or just Northern California has pretty good jujitsu. And, uh, a lot of the guys here I know can't travel. And that was actually another thing that kind of pushed us to do this. Uh, we got a lot of talent here that can't travel to Florida or Texas to compete, but they're high level competitors. Like they can hang with people at worlds. They can hang with people at pans and fight to win, but right now they can't travel. Uh, so that was another inspiration, uh, getting this started. Um, and uh, next event, we'll, we'll be doing uh, four versus four, which is going to be really interesting. We already got a lot of uh, attention on that and people wanted to do that. So it's, uh, yeah, we got a location for, for these two events. Uh, hopefully by March, things calm down with the whole coronavirus thing and you know, we, yeah, yeah. And hopefully we could have a really big event. That's, that's my goal is to have a really big event. Um, you know, eventually start having even bigger names. Um, yeah. And I've been getting such good feedback too, from a lot of the fighters, um, about the event. Like it, it hasn't even started and people are already getting hyped up and just loving the platform. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really excited for this. <laughs> Hey, I'm excited as a spectator, just just knowing that it's coming up and looking at the time. It's like, OK, it's going to be a long event that kind of works in my favor because, 
um, I'll be working. So I'll, I'll actually, I think it starts an hour before I get out of work. So it's like, ah, that's all right. I could pull it up on my phone though. And it usually on, you know, Saturdays is pretty slow at work. So, okay. you know, I, I can kind of, at the end of the day, at the very least, you know, settle down and, and tune in. But once I get home, I know my wife is off that night. So I was like, Hey, go put the kid down. I got stuff to do, head to the basement. And he's like, what are you doing down there? We're like, like, what is all that noise? Don't worry, baby. People are choking each other. It's fun. Like, <laughs> it's all right. Like, believe me, it's okay. Like, but I'm excited for you. I'm excited for the event and I can't wait, you know, just to see, you know, how it all unfolds. And, you know, then as it moves forward, that's what I'm really looking for too. Because one thing that I like is to see growth. I like to see things, you know, you start something and you think, okay, you know, maybe we'll just do a little something here. And then next thing you know, now it's snowballing into something bigger and better. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes in the future for you. And, and on BJJ Wiki, uh, you know, I try to throw posts up for you. And uh, share the links and the stories and stuff and get people. Actually, I have you attached to my my link tree. So I try to send people that way as well because I, be, I believe in what you're doing so much so that I'm like, you know what? I'm here. I'm here for the ride and whatever you need me to do, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, try to contribute, you know, as best I can. Thank you. I definitely appreciate that. And that's that's definitely helped out because I it's funny. So. Uh, on the website, I actually get notifications on my phone whenever I get somebody visiting from the website. And I'll see, like, when, when someone's on the website. Um, I've had people from East Coast, up north, Montana, Arizona. Like, it's it's getting a lot of eyes. I had somebody in Jordan <laughs> look at the page. Um, and I've had some, I definitely had some people... Uh, Actually, one of the guys, uh, so funny story, not funny, but uh, now that you're talking about it, um, I have a guy, um, he, he's a black belt. He signed up because he saw you post something. Um, and so he, he reached out. He's like, oh, I'd really like to be on the card. And I'm like, well, you know, at this time we were all already almost full. And um, I asked him, I'm like, okay, you know, what belt level are you? I, I, I didn't know. I didn't look at his page and he's like, Oh, I'm a black belt. I'm like, okay, well, since you're a black belt, <laughs> there's, there's exceptions for black belts. <laughs> um, so, uh, I already had somebody who previously asked me a more local guy here, um, up in Reno, Reno's about two hours away from Sacramento. So I'd consider him local. Um, yeah. he, he wanted to be on the card. He asked me like two or three weeks before that. And, I reached out to him, got the, the event made or that, that match made. And, uh, yeah, we got a black belt from Colorado coming, coming to Sacramento to compete. And he's, nice. he's a good competitor. The guy that it's, I'm telling you from the bottom up, uh, these are all going to be great matches, like gray belts all the way to black belt. Uh, we got three, uh, black belt super fights. The main event is uh, Chad George versus Estevan Martinez. Nice. Um, yeah, so uh, Estevan used to actually be uh, Michelle Nunez's um, 
training partner up at ZR. So, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very good uh, competitor. Chad George is an awesome competitor. So that main, main event's going to be really good. The black belt, it just <laughs> literally everything. We got some blue belts that are going to be great. Um, the, the blue belt event that we have, that's going to like end all the blue belts. Uh, Cause we're going based off of from youngest in age and color, you know, gray belts all the way up sure. to black belts. And uh, yeah, the blue belts that are going to close off is one of, I, I'm looking forward to that match. Two blue belts who have been wrestling for about eight years each. They've started jujitsu and they both have adapted to, um, to jujitsu very well. And they're going to face each other and combine. They have pretty much over 16 years of experience as blue belts in this competition, you know, or not. Yeah. 16 years of grappling, uh, which is insane. So it's, it's that blue belt match is, is going to be insane. Um, we did have uh, Jacob Brown, Jacob, the bull Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had some, some issues, so he had to pull out, but um that one was going to be a good one, but his replacement is going to be, is, is a good kid too. And that's going to be another really good blue belt match. Um, Anthony, who is a local guy here at a school down in Stockton, uh, Yamasos. Yamasos has a really big presence in Northern California. They got schools in Sacramento, up in Reno, Stockton. Um, They're, they're tough, tough school. So as you're, you know, listing off the names in, in the schools I'm scrolling through and it's just ironically each, each name that you say just happens to be the one that I scroll right past. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right, I got you right here. See and, and another funny thing. When you mentioned Michelle, I'm so used to Instagram and Instagram names. We said her name was like, who the, who the fuck is that? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I know her, duh. duh. Baby I'm, Assassin. <laughs> I'm just used to her her Instagram name, Baby Assassin. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I, I saw her um, compete back in December, which that's always a treat when you know someone and you get to see them. It's like, okay, you know, because you talk jiu-jitsu with people. You, you know, every so often, you know, we might put up a training clip here and there, but then to see a friend competes it, it, there's just some magic to that so it, it was fun seeing that and you know proud of her so right. always happy just jujitsu makes me happy period no matter oh, what it is me too i've had a blast doing this man like you know how they say just do what you love and you mm-hmm. never work a day in your life like yeah, this this has been amazing for me since the since the start when did you start training I started training in uh, 2017, so I've only trained for three years. Um, yeah, uh, so I'll, I guess I'll go in, since you asked that question, I'll go into a little bit about my jiu-jitsu journey. Mm-hmm. I started training in 2017 at Ultimate Fitness, which is Uriah's gym here in Sacramento. Uh, I would go at 6 a.m. in the morning. Um, when I first started jiu-jitsu, I liked it, but I literally got my ass whooped, obviously, as a white belt going in every single day that I would go in. And it was just, it was terrible uh, for me. Uh, 
I got really close to, to quitting. We got a new uh, professor at that time in the mornings when I would go at 6 a.m. His name is Chad Bingham. Uh, he, was, he started teaching, and I automatically fell in love with jiu-jitsu when he started teaching because I was understanding. The way he would break it down, I was like, okay, now I'm starting to understand what I'm supposed to do in this position and that. He just did a really good job of breaking it down. My, uh, I had some friends that were training under him and they're like, Hey, why don't you come to, uh, he was teaching at a UFC gym, uh, in, in Rockland. And so they kept asking me like, Oh, you should, you should train under Chad hundred percent. And so I, my friends just kept bugging me about it. So I ended up doing it because I love the way he taught. I moved over there or started going over there for classes, not actually physically moved, but, um, yeah, I started training under him five days a week. Cause I would only go twice, twice a week when, uh, I was a white belt over at, uh, Uriah's. Um, but when I moved to the UFC gym, I started going five days a week. And then, um, also he is a, an Alliance black belt. He comes from the East coast, North Carolina. He trained at, uh, okay. Alliance. Yeah. Alliance champions. Um, very, very, very good black belt. Um, when I see him roll with other black belts, I see him make them look like white belts at times. It's, it's pretty amazing to watch because the levels to this game is, is just amazes me. Um, yeah, after I started training with him over at UFC gym, I started getting super serious about it. I got one of my training partners, um, that I've rolled with a ton, obviously, uh, he told me, he always tells me, he's like, yeah, man, I used to whoop your ass until you started taking jujitsu seriously. I'm like, well, thank you for the the compliment. Um, yeah, I I started when I was training under him, I started training like twice a day, um, for a good period of time. Uh, right now I, I train six days a week. Um, yeah. Uh, it takes a toll on my body. I feel like an old man. I'll tell you. (laughs) It's one of those things where I all, so I'm, how old am I? I'm 42. Okay. I'm 42. And I started, ooh, wow, 20, how old is my daughter? Four. So I started five years, almost six years ago. And, and, you know, just the, the wear and tear on my body is different than all the other sports that I've played before, but it's a wear and tear that I appreciate. It, oh, yeah. it is it's weird to even like when I say those words, but you know, it's like playing basketball, my knees are torn up and I don't feel like there's any benefit from that. Whereas, you know, I come home, my hands are like sore from, you know, just working spider guard or lasso or something, or you know, you know, my my neck is sore because you know we went over a specific choke over and over and over. Maybe I had a partner that would got a little overzealous, but it, it's still that feeling of, you know, it, it was worth it. So I, I hear you, you know, when you say the, you know, you feel like, old man, but at the same time though, we keep going back. So there's something about it that we love. Oh yeah. I love, I love the sport to death, man. Like, uh, I get, uh, I'm a little obsessed with it because I, I, you know, I always want to get better. I'm always looking at, I always, 
I don't compare myself to others, but I'm always looking to be at that level, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So um, when I was a white belt, I'm like, my goal is to to be at this person's level. And I would constantly, in, in the most respectful way, I'd call out certain people that I know I wanted to be at their level. And so I've done that progressively as, as I've uh, had my journey in jujitsu. And uh, I have my one particular person that I'm like, every time I see him, I want to roll with you. And, I, and every time I roll with him, I'm getting my ass whooped, like bad. <laughs> and, uh, but I still want, you know, I want to roll with him because it's like, I, I need to figure out this puzzle. That's what it is in my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to figure this puzzle out. Like there's, you're beating me for a reason and I need to figure out why you're beating me and I need to stop it. Absolutely. It's, that's what it is to me. It's, it's definitely a, a puzzle that I'm constantly trying to figure out. And obviously when I roll with my coach, it's a puzzle that I've, <laughs> that I just can't beat or even come close to beating. Um, funny thing is sometimes at, at the beginning when I used to roll with uh, my coach, he would, uh, he would mock me and be like, oh, okay, I'll roll with you with my eyes closed. And he literally, legit, I couldn't pass his guard with his eyes closed as I was rolling with him. It was pretty embarrassing, but <laughs> it was fun. There are always those moments where you, it always frustrates me. I get it, but it, 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 well, it used to frustrate me, not anymore. When oh. I was a white belt and I rode with someone and they, you know, they just kind of start laying on their side or something, you know, just like, it's like, hey, uh, like, what are you doing? Like, come on, come, like, let, let's play. Don't, don't <laughs> treat me that way. And then, <laughs> Then they proceed to, you know, slap me around a little bit. And I'm like, okay, maybe I understand now why you did it that way. Actually, a brown belt did that to me two weeks ago still. And I was just like, dude, come on. I've been doing this long enough. Knock it off. And he still, and he, he was a light, he was, he was a little fella, lightweight. I think, I think he was joking around with some of the guys earlier on in the day. They're like, so what are you weighing in about? One, one, uh, like 160? He was like, no, like 140. And then I rode with them all 200 plus of me. And it was humbling, <laughs> but you know, like you said, it, it's a puzzle that you know we we go into that challenge looking to solve a puzzle and you know improve ourselves. Because if you just roll with the people that are, you know, you can still learn from people who aren't on your level, but you you know still want to eventually you know go against guys who you know are your equals and then you know higher ranks as well because jujitsu through and through is is a learned experience no matter what level you're you're training at or you know who you're training with i always feel like you're going to learn something from someone right actually funny thing is talking about little guys i got a training partner um his name's jordan i call him buck 10 he's like 140 150 pounds but i make fun of him call him buck 10 um when we first started training he was obviously way better than me um, and I, I, I progressed pretty quickly as soon as I really dedicated to jujitsu. And, uh, when I roll with him, I'm like, all right, I'm about to get killed by you. And he made, <laughs> he made this comment like, oh no, man. He's like, I, I have, I have a really hard time with you. And then he proceeds to submit me like 10 times in the round. <laughs> of course. <laughs> And that was like, not, not like a slap in the face, but it was like a reality check. Like, gosh, I really suck. Not saying that I don't suck now, but back then I was, you know, 
definitely not where I'm at right now. And uh, I, I, it, I really took that to heart to try and get better. And uh, I brought that up to him not too long ago, probably about a couple weeks ago. He's like, I didn't lie to you. He's like, you, you did give me a hard time. He's like, and look at now me and him have like literally battles. Like um, he still edges me out, but it's, it's, it's fun. It's, you know, I'm making him work. <laughs> well, it, yeah, that's the thing. As long as you, if they walk in every single role with you and they don't, at any point feel like they have to adjust to you improving then you know there's a problem but the fact that you know you're you're giving a run for his money shows that you're getting better i mean the the brown belt that you know that i wrote with a couple weeks back he i think he tapped me five or six times in that in that one role and it just had me like questioning myself i was like wow okay now granted this is the first time i've ever rolled with them so you know no excuse like right. I, I think with myself i learn tendencies of people and then i kind of play around that and i didn't know what to expect from him and he he did do try to wrist lock me like, come on. They know that there's no the rule in our gym is you don't risk lock Dante. That's just how it goes. That it is not allowed, unacceptable. Uh, because I have really weak wrist, number one. But number two, it's just not cool. It's it's like it steals a piece of your soul when you get wrist locked. So he, like I felt him like he he uh based my hand or uh propped my elbow and then he reached for for uh, my hand, I was like, "No, man." <laughs> I was like, "Get out of here." So, <laughs> but at least I know I know to expect that from him. But it, yeah. I'm glad the wrist lock was not one of the many taps that he got from me. Mostly, it was all like guillotines and uh, mostly guillotines because <laughs> I just kept diving in. Like, let me try this again. Up oh, and here I am tapping. Yeah, it didn't work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, some some of the guys that are really good at like guillotines and like uh, darces, they're just really good at them. Like they they can set them up very well, just like loop chokes too. Loop chokes. Some guys are like really good at setting them up. A lot of the Aries guys are really good at setting up those loop chokes. Um, My um, teammate that I had on last week, that's his go-to thing is the loop choke, and it's just it's fascinating to watch. And I had him at one of our open mats, he and I, and I, you know, asked him, it, it was just us two. And he was like, you know, what do you want to work on? I was like, well, can you show me that loop choke that you do? And I don't know, there's a science to the way he was doing this because I was just like, okay. Because no matter where it's from, where it's at, he's going to get you. He, he sets traps for you. And it's just like, it's silly because I'm like, there's no way you should have got this on me. Yeah. And he does, and I don't know. So, but that's like you said, there are levels to this game, and I ain't on it yet. <laughs> but that's that's the beautiful thing about jiu- that's what I love about jujitsu. It's like you learn one thing, and the basic concepts of that you can apply to others, or you can make some slight adjustments based off of what you learn here or there. Um, like today, actually. To, um, I do like this uh, standing up collar sleeve. It's very, it's very judo like type grip, and um, I'm able to get a lot of like trips, um, 
tosses, ankle picks from there. And I saw my coach, he did a takedown using that grip. And I looked at him, I'm like, oh, that's a legit takedown. Like, I need to steal that from you. And so uh, I, you know, I watched him do it. I was like, can you show me that again? And he's like, yeah. And shows it, you know, goes through the process and shows me. I'm like, all right, all right. So in the middle of the roll, I, I try that. I messed up. He's like, hey, you know, since he tells me, he's like, since this is a warm up round, who cares? I'm, I'm going to show you how to, you know, the corrections that you need to make. And then uh, he showed me the corrections. And literally, I hit it like five seconds after he shows me the corrections. I'm like, yes, this plays directly into my game. And then I did it again afterwards uh, against a, a bigger guy. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm 100% using this in competition <laughs> if, uh, if I can compete again soon. Like you said, hopefully at least March we get some sort of, uh, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. I, I'm an optimist, but I'm also a realist. I feel like it won't be so, but baby steps. Yeah. Um, so with this event, you know, being yours and you're, you know, running everything, have you considered getting out there and competing yourself in it? Absolutely. Um, so I signed up for a couple other um, competitions. I haven't heard anything back. They're more somewhat local. Um, the hard thing is for me to travel, you know, with kids and everything. So, um, yeah, it just makes it it makes it very difficult. <laughs> um, but I. Uh, I'd like to to compete uh, regardless. Like if somebody were to call me up and like, hey, you want to compete this weekend? Like in a super fight or a super match, whatever you want to call it. I would be like, yes, um, <laughs> let's do it. It's <laughs> um, like, wait, wait. <laughs> it's like oh, of course. Why? Like, don't ask. Just, just just sign me up. Yeah. Put a warm body in front of me and <laughs> we'll do this. We'll I actually had a lot of people ask me, like, why did you compete on your, you know, your own event? I'm like, mm. because I had so many people sign up, I felt like it would be really selfish for me to take a spot and sure. compete myself. Uh, I did tell myself if any of the people that pull out around my weight at the last minute, let's say two days before, you never know, like the week of somebody can get COVID mm -hmm. and they won't compete. Um, I would 100% step in and, and, and compete in replacement for somebody if I can't find somebody for them. Fair enough. I mean, and that's a good thing though, too, just to have that kind of as an option in your pocket, knowing that, okay, well, you know, worst case scenario, I can jump in, I can fill this, this one spot versus, you know, just having to scrap it all together because, you know, you got the athletes who, who are training, you know, getting ready for this and working hard and you you know, it, it does suck if, you know, injury happens or COVID happens or for whatever reason, someone has to pull out, um, you know, it sucks for the other person. So it, it's, you know, good if that can be worked out on your end, you know, for yourself and fit into the into that bracket. Yeah, but, I believe most of our competitors, from my suspicion, I would say 70% of our competitors probably already have already gotten COVID. <laughs> <laughs> if we're being real, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's out there and it's weird. Cause I'm in Maryland and Maryland's a weird state about it because right now we're open. I mean, you know, not, not 100%, but you know, everything's open and you know, mostly 50%, 25%, depending on where you're at 
in in the area but every so often you know we get some notice like okay we're shutting down which isn't the case it's kind of a you know just precautionary like okay we got to shut down it's like oh never mind you're good you're good just carry on as you were but it's still a worry out there then also you know when i'm training with some people i personally just always wonder it's like where have you been like, I don't know what you might have. And that, that was actually even before COVID, though. Like, I'm always <laughs> like looking at people like, mm, you look like your gi hasn't been washed since <laughs> oh, my God. So I don't like it, But the thing is, I'll roll with anyone. But I, I do make it a very strong point of if I'm rolling with someone and it's just unfavorable, I'm it, it's like you can tell I'm powering through. It's yeah, like, I'm trying, but it's like, look, I've got things going against me right now. So, yeah, uh, people need to wash their shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just nasty when you're on with the smelly gee guy. Ugh, it's she, terrible. Yeah, like, fortunately, my wife does my geese for me. Like, I wash my geese, but apparently, when I just use regular old detergent, she's like, okay, you, I can still, it doesn't smell bad, but she's not used to it so she's like all right it doesn't smell flower fresh so here i'm gonna wash it and then i come out with like this super crisp ghee and it smells like i don't know what i'm just like okay like you're gonna get me beat up just for the scent alone so <laughs> but yeah people need to wash their ghee um what like where do you stand on washing belts oh man i, I... <laughs> so i i really wash my geese like very much i i use the beads vinegar like i try and get all the funk out mm-hmm. i don't wash my belt very often <laughs> so that but so the fact that you said very often though it still counts though it, it means something <laughs> i just so in the back of my mind i i, I i'm not superstitious but for some reason i'm like hmm it's like I'm gonna be washing away my juju or washing away my skills. I got like three belts though, so I I rotate between three belts. So when I was a white belt, it you know it never really occurred to me. It just wasn't something that clicked in my head. Because uh, when I first started training, I only trained once a week for a year, and during that time, you know, I you know I always wash my gi never washed my belt. It just, it just didn't really occur to me, you know, and it should have. And then when I did wash my belt, I got sick. I got a blockage in my intestines. I was hospitalized for a week, damn near died. Oh, and man. I was thinking to myself, I was like, damn dude, this is because I washed my belt. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Not doing that again. No, I, I, I washed my belt, but <laughs> I am like cautious about it when I wash my belt. I'm very weird about it. I'm like, mm, okay, I'm gonna wash it by itself. <laughs> and then and then I, you know, I, I hang it out like the dry. I don't, you know, throw it in the dryer or anything. And then even after it's done drying, then I like wrap it up and throw it back in my bag and like let it sit there. It's like, all right. Like, don't they don't tell nobody I washed you. You, you just sit in the dark and, and and pretend. But it like that that's a heavily debated topic 
all the time. I put it in the stories every so often just to get people fired up. Like, hey, do you wash your belt? Yes or no? And then I just don't let, and that's actually the question that always gets the most responses from people in my stories is belt washing. Yeah. And it's usually 50 50. Yeah. Yeah. I I have one of my buddy, my training partners, he, uh, his wife washed his belt for him and he was pissed. He was Mm. so angry. I'm not gonna lie, it was kind of funny seeing how angry he was. I so that's where I think that's where I think the superstition comes into play. If you wash your own belt, it's one thing. It's like okay, it's fine. But if if someone else washes your belt, I think that's where it starts to get tricky because then it's like you step back in. It's almost like the jujitsu gods know something wrong happened. Yeah, punish you. It's like so. But my wife, she washes my geese, you know, every so often for me, but she does not touch my belt at all, period. Like, at all. I don't even think, like, I don't even think that she <laughs> sees my belt most of the time anyway. <laughs> does she so, know superstition? What's that? Does she know about that, like, superstition about washing she, the belt? She does. Oh, okay. We, like, we've talked about it before, and she's like, yo, just wash your fucking belt. And it's like, eh, I mean, I wash it, but she sees, like, she'll see when I wash it and she'll, you know, give me this weird look. And it's like, what? Like, like I, I don't want to, like, you know, I don't want to get sick or anything. But, you know, I don't wash it after every class, but I wash it often enough where, you know, it ain't dirty. But. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's me. I'm like, you know, because I, I, I think about, like, that super, like, strong resistant strain of like staff and that's what mm-hmm. freaks me out i don't want to you know get some nasty staff uh from my belt and then that's why i don't wash it as often i, I definitely don't wash it as often my 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 geese 100 i even wear spats and a rash guard underneath my geese same here um just because i don't it's I, i'm i'm like really weird i don't sweat on my head or my forehead like oh, a ton of people are like oh damn did you break a sweat i'm like yeah touch my gi <laughs> and touch my spats in my rash garden <laughs> underneath my gi i am um, the sweaty guy at the gym that's a fact <laughs> like we do the warm-up no do like coaching the kids class if i play dodgeball with the kids like the other coach he'll look at me like dude why are you sweating and it's <laughs> i'm just like pouring it's like dude i don't know so i have a i um I wear a colostomy bag and I'm in a group on Facebook and someone once asked in the group and it's weird because it, it, everyone, you know, say yes, but they're like, does anybody else run cold and sweat a lot? And the heavy majority of the people all said yes. And we're all like, and then in my head, I'm like, maybe that has something to do with this thing on my stomach. I don't know. So whenever someone makes fun of me for sweating, I'm like, dude, I have a medical condition. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, don't judge me. Like, like oh, I, I, I went through surgeries, you know, so I, I, I deserve the right to sweat. But yeah, whatever it may be, that's that's just that's the nature of our game. So um, with the event upcoming for the rule set so it's submission only correct yeah so it's submission only i did this a little bit different um i've done evi over time and the gi um and it sometimes it could drag out really long uh, because the way normal ebi 
works is first person goes, they either take the back of the arm Mm -hmm. and then if they don't submit, the next person goes. Well, even if they submit, the next person goes. But let's just say no one submits the first round. You then have to go again. There's three rounds. And you either take the back of the arm and a person needs to escape from the threat of a submission. So let's just say you got an arm bar, you know, you got spiderweb arm bar and somebody comes up and you now have them in a threat of a triangle. You you haven't escaped that submission. And then let's say they switch and they're trying to escape the, the triangle and they go into an omoplata. You haven't escaped. <laughs> yep. So it, it, it can get really, you know, dragged out and uh, really long. And then a lot of people try and do ride time, which I hate. Like, <laughs> I hate when people stall. <laughs> yeah. So um, to try and eliminate that, I'm only, I'm only doing one round of EBI. Normally, it's like three rounds of EBI. I'm doing one round. Uh, escape time does not matter. So if somebody submits, that's the only time time will matter. If, let's say, the first person submits in 30 seconds, then the next person has to submit in 30 seconds or less or they lose. If no one submits in the first round, it then goes to the golden rule, which is first points. So you can pull guard. And the one thing that, um, you know, we go based off of points. So first to score two points or any any type of points, really. Um, the only, uh, you can pull guard without having to grab anything um, or you can take down. If you pull guard and, and sweep, that's, you know, points. Or if obviously you take down, those are points. And that's, that's for all the regular super matches. Now for the, as you've probably seen, there is a intermediate 141 and a half women's championship tournament within this these super fights so the championship tournament is going to be 10 minutes and if they go into overtime there's five minutes of points uh point based um overtime so it's ibjjf points not rules but points and uh whoever scores the most points from there wins and that's including advantages and disadvantages all that so there's there's gonna be you know definitely gonna be a winner and if there's not a winner in those first five minutes and then goes two minutes of um ivjjf overtime and um if there's nobody there then we would do golden rule but by that point somebody's gonna be tired (laughs) somebody's gonna lose something's got to give right hey i mean that that's where your preparation and your training comes into play so right and i'm super excited for that one we got so many like we got a lot of really talented girls um we got one girl who's local she's a blue belt she's she's pretty badass um she's five and zero in her super fights she's done fight to win submission pro tour a bunch of different uh submissions on the shore uh she's undefeated uh, in super fights five and zero, uh, and then the rest are purple belts <laughs> and uh, purple belts that have you know won in pan ams won in worlds you know placed if you placed in any of those those tournaments you're a badass <laughs> so we're just gonna have a bunch of girls beating up on each other <laughs> hey, 
I'm I'm all in for that. I'm excited for that that um bracket as well. This I like I like tournaments, period. <laughs> Just like, hey, you know, we, we've got a title on the line. All right, well, I want to see it. I want to see who wins it. Um, yeah. I'm always a fan of just tournament style anything. For, you know, that's how you figure out, you know, who's the winner, who deserves it. Yeah. Remember, um, I'm a I'm a college football fan, and growing up watching college football, they didn't have. I mean, now they have like the four team playoff, but back in the day, it was just you, you know. You know, number one, Michigan plays, you know, number 16, Washington State in the Rose Bowl. Meanwhile, number two, Nebraska plays, you know, number five, Florida in the Sugar Bowl. And then, you know, they both, you know, Michigan wins and Nebraska wins. It's like, okay, well, you guys can share the title. It's like, or just let them play each other. Just make it a tournament. Just, you know, let them go ahead and play and see who the winner is. Those guys won their games. That's how I think, you know. It should be, that's what I like about tournaments, you know, things like this, you get to see, you know, who's prepared, who trained, you know, who, you know, who's ready for this. And then once you get there, you know, it's all revealed. So I'm excited. This is excellent, dude. Yeah. I'm excited for this one too. I think uh, we, one of the girls, uh, her name's Kelsey, I actually trained with her and uh, she was actually on your, um, one of your highlights that you posted she did the she actually did it on me the flying triangle mm, okay yeah yeah so um yeah that actually circulated um yeah she's they're all they're all badass <laughs> like was, there's uh it, I, i've been asked like oh what match are you looking forward to and i'll be like oh this one oh and that one on oh, this one and that one and then i realize i'm like i'm looking forward to all of them to be honest with you so it's it's gonna be an eventful um it's eventful of really good matches um you know there'll probably be some some matches where you'll probably see some submissions and and regulation but i i'm personally i think a lot of these these are going to go into overtime just because of how evenly matched a lot of these these fighters are i i think so too i think that is the case really you know, when you get something like this, where you get a lot of, you know, you know, elite competitors out there, because, you know, like I said, the preparation, everybody's preparing for it, you know, and they've already got their skill set. Nobody wants to lose, you know, so you're going to come out here, you're going to give your all, you're going to do your best. And, you know, chances are, you know, if you're going for one submission, they've already got a counter for it. So, you know, you better go ahead and get prepared for some overtime and, you know, hash it out that way. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I, you know, like I said, I'm always okay with seeing as much as possible is, you know, as long as safety, you know, is taken and everybody's okay to continue competing. Like when I'm watching basketball and they go into overtime, I'm like, good, let's go. Yeah. Like I, I ain't got nowhere else to be. Like, okay. I, you know, the game was good enough. Let's keep watching it. So. Yeah. And that's how, you know, you know, usually when teams go into overtime, it's like these teams are pretty evenly matched, or in this case, these competitors are pretty evenly matched. So, yeah. 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 Um. So with you training, you know, as we talked about, um, you know, the the journey of you training, um, what 
well, first off, uh, what like what rank are you right now? I have a purple belt. Purple belt, awesome. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. So, and you know, I heard you mention earlier, um, competing uh, again or upcoming, you know, uh, pandemic pending. Like, were you a frequent competitor, you know, prior to the pandemic? Um, somewhat, not like consistent, not like some of my training partners. Um, like, uh, I will throw out a couple names. Um, I have a, a training partner named Lewis who competes all the time, and that guy's willing to compete against anybody. He'll compete against, he's another purple belt, and he'll compete against a black belt 100%. Like, he won't even bat an eye. Um, yeah. Nothing wrong then, with that. Yeah. And um, Kelsey is another one. She, she was competing throughout the pandemic, like submissions on the shore, submission hunter pro. Um, yeah, so I, I wasn't competing as much as them, but I had plans on competing as just as much as them last year. And then it like the one time that I competed, uh, two times actually competed two times last year. Um, I, uh, the first go around, I, I won my match. Um, but it was like two weeks before everything shut down. I remember they were talking about, Oh, you know, we have got like two cases, three cases in, in you know, United States where we'll, we'll be all right. And I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, well, hopefully stuff doesn't get here and, you know, we have to deal with this. And then two weeks later we get shut down. <laughs> yeah. Last year, actually this time last year, jokingly on another podcast i says to a friend because i don't really do crowds and people in society and i jokingly said oh, dude we need another we, we need another plague and <laughs> fuck oh, like, shit. weeks later it happened so i am unofficially responsible for covid probably my bad y'all oh, my and God. you know I, I made a joke earlier with someone about a comet and i was like you know what i need to chill i'm you know what? i'm i'm sorry my bad we don't need a comet we good let's, let's yep. just go ahead and carry on with what we got and we'll sort this shit out together on earth as earthlings <laughs> have you have you seen that movie greenland uh no i have not go to um gerard butler is the main one uh hmm. main main character in that it is if you want to have high blood pressure, so I, I made the mistake of ordering that before going to sleep. Nice. Uh, or yeah, just renting it or whatever on iTunes. Um, my blood pressure went through the roof watching that movie. <laughs> Man, it, it's a great movie to watch. It's it's very well, in my opinion, very well done. And it has to do with the comet like that they just found out two weeks before you know it was gonna go by Earth. And in the movie, they said this is the closest a comet would, has ever gone to, you know, through um, or gone close to Earth. And um, then later on, they find out like, oh, well, it, this this comet is very fragmented. And then um, <laughs> uh, hopefully I don't, you know, I'll, I don't want to spoil the movie, but uh, uh, I, I'm all about it. I don't know about the listeners, but me, I'm all about the journey, not the destination. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, if you're a listener, just skip forward. <laughs> um, so it's like fragmented and Gerard Butler gets like this emer you know, emergency broadcast on his phone and he's, he's at the store and 
you know, no, really no one else gets it. And it's, uh, it says the presidential alert, you need to get to shelter. You'll get instructions on where you need to go. And so he's like, Oh, what the hell? And he takes his daughter, goes back home. And then, uh, they get the president, you know, they're watching, uh, the news. And then all of a sudden a fragment falls and hits Florida and like decimates the city. Um, a small city, it seemed like, uh, I'm not sure what city, but then they, they get the presidential alert too. And they get it on their big screen and he's got a bunch of friends with him. They're celebrating some party and he's only the only one getting it. And everyone's confused. And they're like, why are you getting this alert? And we're not. So that's when the anxiety starts kicking in. It's like, Oh my gosh, like these, these people have kids, like family. And, um, you know, Gerard Butler and his family all get in the car and they're all, you know, headed towards uh, a military base. And one of their friends is like, please take my daughter, please take my daughter. And that's like crushing my heart. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like they know they're about to die soon and they want to save their daughter and they can't because it, in his instructions, it specifically says no one else can come with you. Cause you know, you, they had like this QR code and everything. They pretty much fight to, you know, long story short, um, they fight to get to, to Greenland. Um, you can't, they don't want anybody with medical conditions. And this is just an assumption I'm assuming because they need to limit resources as much as they can. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> they go through all this hell to try and get there. And his son has diabetes and they find out that he has diabetes and like, Nope, sorry, you have to leave. And so they go with the son. They, somebody, they find out along the way that people are taking small planes and flying to Greenland to try and get, you know, into these bunkers. Um, and eventually they get there, they barely make it. And you see, um, it's supposed to be like a six mile size rock that hits earth and just the way they did it um it was way different than like deep impact or like armageddon back in the day you know yeah. 90s it, it was it hit like your it really hit like a nerve of like wow like if this were to happen we're just all screwed like really bad <laughs> um and they did this one shot of the whole earth where like you see f- like impact craters throughout all of earth because it's just wow. a ton of fragments hitting and then there was this one large extinction level you know rock that hit the earth and the way they showed like the just the explosion and and the impacts uh the waves the airwaves it's very intense like i would highly suggest you watch it um yeah i did just find it um i, I googled it real quick well i, I googled gerard butler and that yeah. was actually one of the first movies that came up. Uh, it looks like it came out this year. So yeah, I, I'll it usually before bed I tend to watch horror movies because I, I don't know I got problems. <laughs> so I'll um I'll probably swap it out for this or wait for my wife on Saturday when she's off next. We'll both just sit down and watch. Yeah, uh, if you, if you want to get high blood pressure, <laughs> definitely watch. If you watch scary movies, then then this probably won't be too too uh too bad. But it, it's a it's a good movie. I I, I really liked it. Like, what well, sounds it? I I like things like that. I mean, I I love Deep Impact. When I was I actually cried uh, watching Deep Impact. I cried probably every time I watched Deep Impact. 
uh armageddon i enjoyed but i was mad because i was like man fuck armageddon it's not better than deep impact it's only good because it has bruce willis ben affleck Liv tyler owen wilson you know going down the list of all the stars and it's like and yeah deep impact has you know uh tay leone <laughs> it's like you're like ooh, like you know that one girl okay yeah, exactly and, you know morgan freeman like huh? <laughs> like, like in frodo who the fuck's a Frodo? Okay, I guess he hasn't <laughs> done that yet. All right, never mind. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I love movies like that. It's just because it always kind of, for me at least, it makes me think like in a matter like that, you know, what what do we do? Like, what are we going to do? So hopefully we don't ever have to find out because, you know, yeah. <laughs> like I prefer not. Yeah. Like, yeah. I got shit to do. I can't be dying. <laughs> like I got <laughs> things to do next week. Yeah. So with my, the way I kind of deal with, with things in just everyday life, I always have like an escape plan for everything, like whatever it is. And I, I guess that's why I like jujitsu so much. Cause it's like, Oh, if you do this, I'll do that. If you do this, I'll do this. Like there's always like a reaction to something. Yeah. Um, and I've literally sat back and thought like, what would I do? How would I be able to prevent from dying? If a comet hit earth, well, shit, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> well, that, like, the, there's the one scene in Deep Impact where um, the female lead, Tay Leone, I don't remember what her character's name was, but she is on the beach with her father. I know there's kind of a fractured relationship there, but she's standing on the beach with her father, and, you know, the, the comet's hit, or part of the comet has hit. Something has hit, because... I don't think they were able to stop the right. full comet from hitting. And there's just this massive tidal wave about to smash down on them. Yeah, I remember that. And you know, I, I remember seeing it. I'm terrified of water. Um, I don't know, I don't know like if if people understand this, but black people are terrified of the water. Don't be fooled <laughs> when you see someone, you know, a Navy SEAL out there is black jumping in the water. He's terrified. Believe <laughs> that's what makes it so much more special, though, because you know he's afraid. He, he jumps out just like that dude is scared shitless right now. He just jumped into the ocean. But whenever I see that scene, I always I I, I get goosebumps because I'm like, damn, dude, I don't. I mean, granted, you'll get hit and you'll die instantly, but still, I don't I don't mess with large bodies of water because it like I have three legit fears in this world. Uh asylums, uh aliens, and large bodies of water. Everything else I'm all right. But if you're like, hey, we're gonna put you in asylum, like mm, like I'm <laughs> like we fighting. If you say they're aliens, I'm like I I don't know what to do. Like, and the messed up thing is the second season of American Horror Story addressed both of those in the same season. And I was, I was shook. But I'm especially afraid of water. And I want my wife to hurry up and get my daughter out there and teach her to swim because I don't want her to be afraid of water. Yeah. I want, I want her to be brave and don't be like me. Like, I see water. I'm like, oh, shit, fuck that. Dad, you want to go to the pool? No, nah, I'm gonna, I'm all right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit in the bathtub. Um, in a small but, pool of water. <laughs> yeah, like I'm like my my friend. She always wants me to go on a cruise. Well, she used to. She used to always say, 
um, with her and her husband and her kid. Like, hey, you want to come on this cruise with us? It's like, mm-mm, 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 <laughs> no, thank you. I know my luck. Like, all <laughs> I can see is water as far as I can see. And I'll drown in a bowl of soup at the table. So, fuck. <laughs> like, I'm not going on a cruise. But oh, either way, <laughs> however we ended up out here in <laughs> Uh, talking about know. cruises and water <laughs> like I, I told you before before we got on here yeah. it, it, it could get weird um yeah. but either way getting back to jujitsu and and circling back home uh with everything that's upcoming and you know you got you know the one event coming up on january 30th you know, again, just make sure everybody knows that. And then the follow-up event where it's going to be the four, uh, the four-man team or four, four-person team. Yeah. Uh, four on four. Um, so right now you got those two planned. Uh, and the one that's the four on four, when do you have a date for that yet or just kind of? Yeah, right now it's uh, ten of tentatively uh february 20th uh we may make some adjustments if if needed but um i think it's going to stay on february 20th and, and that one's going to be interesting too i got uh, i got some interest uh from from multiple large you know very well-known teams atos checkmat alliance and then i'll have some local teams as well and then we we have a two thousand dollar prize to the winner nice um yeah yeah and um and then we'll have another one in march that that one's going to be set up like a super fight like how we have right now that one's actually going to be um we're going to have a another women's tournament on that and that's going to be 155 pound advanced champ so browns and black belts at 155 pounds okay yeah i expect to have probably I'm guessing like 12 to 16, maybe I'll probably try and keep it to 12. Um, Yeah. Um, But uh, we'll have definitely some really good high level black belts and probably some really high level brown belts. And that'll be really fun to watch too. Um, And then we're also streaming this on Patreon. And a lot of people have asked me because there's actually a ton of pay-per-view, um, servers out there that'll do pay-per-views where you can stream and they'll they'll kind of manage that and the reason why i didn't do that is because my whole focus on this event has been because you know covid right now um we're not able to have a large event so we're not able to pay fighters as as much as they should be getting on a normal basis um so most of the time you can't really track pay-per-view buys it just becomes a mess to like put i don't know i don't know why but there's not a pay-per-view company out there that will track who they're buying a pay-per-view for so with patreon um you sign up for patreon and i have an invisible post until you sign up for the one-time event you'll be able to see a post and as soon as you um, pay and you're able to see that post you can actually uh comment who you're supporting so it, you know pretty much you, you buy the event and then they can put who they're supporting and that way i can give a certain percentage to the fighter that um the pay-per-view is being bought for 
mm-hmm. think that's that's just fair. Like it's, I feel like it's a way of appreciating people's talents. Like this is what you're bringing in. You should get a piece of that. So Absolutely. that's just, yeah, that's just a thought of mine. Uh, it creates more work for us <laughs> who are putting on the event, but to me it's worth it because I want to show every ounce of appreciation to all the fighters because I know how it is um, to go out there and I know how it is. It, it's a great thing to win and it sucks to lose. And it makes it better when the promotion um, appreciates you for, for your talents or for what you brought up, you know, bring, bring to the event. Sure thing. I mean, and, and that's the thing, you know, it's the question of the chicken or the egg, you know, it's like, well, you know, the promotion is there for the fighter, but if the fighters don't show up, the promotion can't exist. It, it's just, you know, you got to work together and, you know, promotion showing appreciation for the fighters is an ulti- is, is the ultimate, you know, appreciation and, and just, you know, acknowledgement, letting them know that you care and letting them know that you're not just, you know, Hey, you know, we're just going to take you out here and compete and you get nothing. Right. Thanks for showing up, chump. Um, so, you know, good, you know, just even when I chat with you on Instagram, you know, I always got the feeling that, you know, you're doing this from the heart and, you know, as a, as a good dude. So that's, that should be more reason for anyone listening, you know, to go out and, and check this event out because, you know, you're going to have some great fights and, and, you know, it's, you know, being taken care of by a, a guy who, you know, he's not just out here like I'm trying to, you know, get this quick cash grab real quick. You know, you appreciate the fighters. You appreciate, you know, the art. And, yeah, I just feel like that's something that is starting to fade a little bit these days. So thank you for, you know, just keeping that keeping that a thing for us. Yeah, no, definitely for sure. And um, and let's say if any of your listeners, they don't know anybody who's on the event and they you know, they buy a pay-per-view, they can even put a nonprofit that, they, you know, that, that percentage, a percentage of that pay-per-view will go to that nonprofit. And that, that's another thing that we're doing is that, um, each, that's why it's, it's Arte Suave Elite Grapple for a Cause. Each, um, each fighter actually gets to pick a, um, a nonprofit that they want to support and anything that they make in their name, we're actually taking aside from our money that we make to donate to those nonprofits. And on top of that, we're donating some of our proceeds to, um, to destiny rescue, which is, um, they help, uh, rescue children from human, human sex trafficking. Um, yeah. So we're, we're, we're making this as much as, you know, a platform for the fighters and for nonprofits as much as we can. Um, so again, if anybody buys, you know, the pay-per-view, um, that's, they, they can also have that option if they don't know anybody on, on the card, which could happen. So, uh, hey, well, I, I can assure you, I'll be checking in in some capacity for the 30th and the February 20th card. I actually, it, my birthday's the 21st. So I'm going to be off of work that weekend and probably having people over 
like it, it, you know, COVID, you know, guidelines. Not let's not get crazy. I'm not having 45 people in my home. I wouldn't have 45 people in my home anyway. Number one, I don't have enough room. But number two, I don't know that I know 45 people. And yeah. not only that, I don't. I know for a fact I don't like 45 people. So, <laughs> you know, probably be a handful of us here, and more than likely pull that up because, you know, it, it's number one a good cause. Number two good action. And number three, f- for me, when I have people over, I always want to have something entertaining. I don't want to just have people over like, let's sit around and, you know, look at me. So come on over, let's watch some fights. Let's, you know, have a good time. And, you know, I, I feel like the time couldn't be per- any more perfect for that one, because like I said, yeah. birthday weekend. So I'll go ahead and sweet talk my wife and like, hey, baby, why don't you go ahead and buy this for me? <laughs> like with, with my money but you know <laughs> yeah. like it's good like that's always, that always weirded me out when we go out for dinner with my grandparents and my grandmother was retired and then you know we go out for like birthday dinner for my grandfather like i don't know it was like always weird to me as a kid like wait a minute did you just use his money to pay for his birthday dinner that's <laughs> fucked <laughs> like, that's really fucked so oh. yeah but whatever the case, <laughs> again, off on another rant. Um, but th- this this is, you know, excellent. And I can't wait to check it out. And like I said, any way that I can, you know, help, you know, I'm, I'm all in. I, I try to, you know, throw up a post, um, you know, weekly just to remind people. Like, and honestly, your, uh, the first time I put up, the posts about the rash guards. Normally, whenever I put up my posts on Instagram, I do a meme, a technique video, and then a link as the third post. It doesn't really reach many people, just, you know, no traction. But when I put up those rash guards, which look good, um, I saw some reshares of it. People saved. So I was like, okay, so people are, you know, you know, are, are looking at this and they're digging it. So uh, and, you know, I, I put it up again and, you know, still pretty good, good reaction to it. So, hey, people, people know the name, people are recognizing it now and, you know, they're starting to take a liking and, and this is going to grow and I, I can't wait to see where it goes for you. Yeah, I'm super excited about it too. Cause I, my, my main thing is, um, when I, when I started this, when, my uh training partners convinced me to to do this peer pressured me um i was like you know what might as well do this for for a good cause i'm like let's you know donate some of the money to to charity and uh then as it started steamrolling and and getting bigger i'm like you know what let's make this you know grapple for a cause and i'll have you know the competitors choose choose somebody that they want to support and yeah, I've had a lot of people super interested for that reason. Um, and then it's just, I just love jujitsu. And just like you said, this is not a hundred percent, not a cash grab at all. Like this is, I enjoy this. I enjoy the matchmaking. I enjoy the, what the outcome is going to be. Um, as in like, who's going to win. Cause I'm curious, like who's going to win between this person and that person. And I'll con I'll tell other people, I'm like, Hey, what do you think about like this person and that person? I'm like, Oh wow. This is, that's a really good match. And, um, uh, that's what I did, especially for the black belts. I was thinking, I'm like, man, which, you know, 
which one's gonna you know what, what would be a good match um yeah you just especially because that black belt you you can have such a big disparity you can have a you know a black belt that just gets wrecked by another black belt True. so yeah yeah so yeah i i enjoy this and um just like you said i, I i'm excited to see what you know what happens in the future and um I'm ex- excited to experiment with different things like the fight posters. I kind of <laughs> did the, uh, the Thrilla and Manila. If you're a boxing fan, I did Thrilla and Manila style, uh, poster, <laughs> uh, w- which I added like the team thing in the back. The, that's not the team thing, the team logo, sorry. Uh, team logo in the back. I'm talking like a toddler, <laughs> you know, that thing, that thing. <laughs> I, I'd still do it all the time. <laughs> now my kids influence me with that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, when I saw different posters, I, I was just looking for inspiration and the, you know, the Muhammad Ali one came up and I'm like, oh, well that one looks kind of cool. I'm like, what if I do a, like a boxing style poster? And then I thought like have the, the team logo on the back. Cause it, it reminds me, and this is where my comic nerd stuff comes out. It reminds oh, yeah. me of <laughs> Avengers Endgame when uh when captain america is standing there you know pretty far away but in front of thanos and all Mm -hmm. of a sudden his whole team you know comes up that's how i kind of saw this like well technically when somebody's competing your whole team is there with you too like you've heard conor mcgregor say like oh when one of us goes to war we all go to war it's like yeah you're right kind of right like when one of them is competing we're all competing like everyone's going through it everyone's pushing that person so what better way to have your team logo right behind you? Um, and so that's what I did when I made this poster because um, I got a, some 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 skills in Adobe. Not, I'm not going to say I'm super talented <laughs> good, uh, enough to, to be able to do these posters. And uh, a lot of people like these posters. They're not super flashy or super like out there. They're pretty straight, you know, to the point. Yeah. old school boxing style but they love it and i think it has to do with that people love to represent their gyms and um those are the two things that i i really like about promoting um with arte suave is not on, only am i promoting um the fighters but i love promoting some some of the gyms and the um the the professors or the instructors um I've gotten to meet a lot of cool people and just see the diff, you know, difference in some, some coaches and, um, how passionate some of them are to, to have their students win. And I love to see that. And so I, I will, if I say something, it's because I truly mean it. So when I like repost something and I say something about it, like I did a repost of, uh, uh, one of the instructors for, uh, Stockton Yamaso. I just see that his passion for his students and how much his students like back him up. It's like loyalty is a two-way street. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to probably talk about a little bit of a con- controversial subject. Um, unfortunately in jujitsu, there is um, a toxic relationship with loyalty and loyalty in some places is a one-way street. You're loyal to the gym and you're loyal to the instructor and that's it. They don't have to be loyal to you. Yeah. Um, but in this case, I, you know, I saw how his is and, and I posted it. I'm like, loyalty is a two-way street with him. He's not only, he's loyal to his students and his students are loyal to him. And that's such a beautiful 
thing to have. It's a beautiful representation of community. So um, anytime I see that, any, anytime I see like positive attitude, I love that. And I'll, I'll promote that to all end. <laughs> if anybody has like a positive attitude within, within the jiu-jitsu community, because that honestly, that's what we need in this world. Um, yeah. We see today, what you know, what's transpiring today. Um, oh yeah. We definitely I, need positivity. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm trying to do. And that's why, you know, I'm really focusing on nonprofits because there's certain nonprofits. Again, I won't name it because I don't like talking shit. But uh, <laughs> um, there, there's some nonprofits that like you donate a dollar and ten cents goes towards what they're you know what they're trying to do. Oh, yeah. um, and then there's other nonprofits where you donate a dollar and ninety you know ninety cents goes to what you know what they're doing and. That's those are the ones I want to focus on the the non corrupt <laughs> uh, nonprofits. It, there was a, a list that I saw years ago, and I see it every so often. I haven't seen it in a while, but it was years ago when I last saw it, and it shows you you know all the charities and how much was going to who for you know any donations that you made, and it, it was really mind blowing. Just. I was like, damn, dude. So I've I've gotten very selective about where I donate my money. When when I do donate, most right. most of my money goes to pastries and action figures. But <laughs> when I'm not buying trash, you know, I am actually trying to put my money towards good causes and and just helping out where I can because you know, like you said, we need a little bit more positivity in this world and just we all need to look out for each other. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I a hundred percent agree with that. And that's, I think that's why I'm, one of the multiple reasons why I'm really enjoying this. Cause it's like, if I'm just, if I'm just doing this just to do it, let me, let me add the cherry on top. And I feel like this, that the nonprofit is the cherry on top. Cause I I'll obviously, even if I didn't add that, I would still enjoy it, but how can I make this very fulfilling, you know? Um, and they say it's better to give than to receive. So I'm like, okay, well, sure. let's let's do some giving. <laughs> and on top of that, have some great jujitsu and have fun and you know watch great matches. And yeah, uh, again, I, I, like I told you, I'm getting a ton of people. I, I think your post. Thank you, first of all. <laughs> your post has definitely brought a lot of eyes because again, I, I've I've gotten tons of notifications from different parts of the United States. I, I think the other day, like two or three days ago, I had somebody from Israel and Jordan, uh, one person from Russia. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's a ton of people. And I've, again, I've had people, I, I got competitors coming from Texas, from, from Colorado, um, Southern California, uh, Arizona, from multiple different places traveling. So that's a big thing there when when people are willing to travel you know for what you're representing that that means a lot that you know that's saying something so yeah you know like i said i'm excited and you know this is just really cool just hearing you know what what's going into it and and you know that it's coming from the heart as opposed to again just like hey i'm just doing this because I'm trying to make some money. And the thing is, there's nothing wrong with people wanting to make money. Uh, you know, I'm not knocking that. I am because 
I, I am knocking it, but <laughs> <laughs> at the same time though, I, I get it. People got to eat, but you know, sometimes people oftentimes give me a hard time about BJJ wiki because I don't, you know, I'll repost stuff because that's how my page functions. It's all repost. Everything I do is a repost of someone else's stuff. Uh, I, I very rarely make my own memes because I'm not creative enough. And it's very rare that you'll see me in a technique video because I also am not very good at jujitsu. So <laughs> it's like, well, other people are. So I'm going to go ahead and, you know, utilize their stuff and, and give all the credit to them. So that way people know, hey, where to go find it. But, you know, I, I've gotten, you know, I'll get an IM or DM. IM. Is it a DM? I don't know. I'll get a message from people asking, hey, how much do you charge for a repost? And I don't. And, you know, I get some people that give me, you know, a little bit of a hard time about it. But, you know, I'm not here to, you know, capitalize. I'm just here to promote the sport that I love in this community that I love. I want us all to you know, grow together. And look, if I promote somebody and then they end up turn around and, you know, it ends up helping them and they end up making money and, and cashing in cool, more power to them, but I'm not charging. Also, like I considered it early on, but I'm just not good in, in that realm. So I'll end up, you know, say, all right, you know, this much money here. And then next week is like, all right, so I'm just going to repost because a lot of times I just repost something because I really enjoy it. I really like that post. And also, if, you know, you start paying me to post, then suddenly, you, you know, you start calling shots. Like, right. hey, well, I'm giving you money, so I want you to post it this way. Because someone very, very early on when I started did want me to repost something. And they sent me this long list of stuff. To, uh, it was copy and paste. And I was like, that doesn't sound like anything that fits <laughs> on my page. So I wrote, I, I reposted their, their uh, video or whatever it was. And I wrote my own shit. And it was not good because I'm not creative. So I just wrote some words. And I was like, eh, I never heard from them again. So, you know, the moral of the story is don't try to tell me what to do because i'm going to do the exact opposite because i am very immature and i, I my my four-year-old daughter has a sassy attitude and you know i take a page out of her book it's like oh you didn't tell me what to do <laughs> okay i'm gonna put a bunch of dicks in this picture and then <laughs> it's going out so but but you know either way it goes this you know is is great stuff so you know, keep it up, dude. And I, I'm here every step of the way cheering it on because I'm excited and I, it, it feels personal to me now, you know, just conversing with you and, and, you know, watching it grow. It feels like a personal thing to me. So I'd feel, you know, if I'm not excited and I'm not supporting it, then I feel like, you know, I'm not, I'm not being genuine. So You've got a fan for life in me, dude. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's, uh, yeah, w one thing that I've thought of, um, I was telling some of my teammates this, is, like, as a kid, I, I thought, like, you know what, what way can I make an impact in the world, right? And I felt like this is a perfect way. It's not, like, a huge impact, but, and it's doing doing it through something that I love to do, which is has to do with jujitsu. And I have a means of, 
you know, donating to really great charities. I already have another charity in mind for the February 20th event. Um, there's, um, there's an orphanage in Guatemala called Gaza Shalom. And, uh, you know, there's going to be a, a good portion of the proceeds that we're going to be given to them, uh, for the next month. It's, it's going to change every, every month, maybe eventually go, start going back once I exhaust all the good, <laughs> good nonprofits. Um, and, and maybe eventually, um, there's, there's a guy in Southern California. Uh, he runs a page called fostering jujitsu and he sells jams and he gives money to, uh, kids who can't afford, uh, jitsu or wrestling. And it's pretty much originally it was geared towards, uh, kids who are at trouble, you know, troubled youth. And it's pretty much to keep them away from, from trouble. Um, but during COVID it's kind of switched up. Um, but like, I kind of want to do something the same on, not just doing that, but for one event, like, Hey, either making a donation to, to his, what he does or somebody local, um, for jujitsu, like pay maybe a year's worth of membership for somebody, whatever it is that we can do to help either the community or just people in general, if people were more compassionate in general, we wouldn't be dealing with a lot of things that we're dealing with today. Absolutely. Yeah. I I just wish to, to spread some sorts of positivity. You know, we all have frustrations and and allow some of these frustrations to vent out, but I I just want to be positive and promote each other. Just like you, like if I can help promote somebody else, I'm going to, I, I see nobody as competition, even though, in jujitsu you compete with others because i literally the guy that i competed in with Mar- at, in march i competed against them and immediately became friends with them afterwards <laughs> so, uh, it's, that's it's, how it how it goes right so I, I if i can help anybody out i will and you can ask any of well yeah you could ask any of my training partners like i don't hide anything from them i'll I'll tell him like, I may regret telling you this, but this is how you beat me in this situation, (laughs) but it just makes us better. So that's why I do it. You know, it is kind of selfish, but it's also unselfish at the same time because I'm making my training partners better too. Well, absolutely. I mean, when you tell them that it also, it it forces you now to figure out another way because you know that they know. So now you got to build on something else. So, you know, it all comes back around and, you know, works out in the end so yeah. there we have it yeah. so um alfredo this has been great uh thank you so much for coming on and and you know sharing with me you know everything that's going into um you know the setup and just you know the future and the plan so i'm i'm super excited and and you know again i'm happy that you were able to you know, carve out some time for me and sit and talk with me um, today. So thank you very, very much. Um, anything else you want to, um, you know, specifically remind and, uh, you know, uh, plug real quick? Um, I would just say, uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I would just say, uh, I, you know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> check out, I, I would love for people to buy the pay-per-view. That's the main thing. Because the Definitely. more people know about the event, the more it'll it'll catch steam. The more um, 
you know, competitors will want to compete on it. Again, we got some, some big, big names on here. Um, Brooke Mayo, Chad George. Um, we, again, we did have uh, Jacob Brown on here, but he had to, to pull out. Uh, you know, I would say definitely watch. We're going to have, actually, we're going to have Josh Hinger at the event. He's going to do a meet and greet. Oh, nice. uh, yeah. He's, he's also doing the, um, a seminar the day after work, after. I'm really hoping, crossing my fingers, that uh, Keenan Cornelius will be there. Hmm. Um, we got a girl from Legion. Uh, she, she said that he might corner her. Um, That's cool. Yeah, eventually, I, I want to get some really good matchups. I'm not going to mention these because I don't want anybody to steal these matchups. Yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. But, hey, we'll be off air in a second. So <laughs> Yeah. Hey. But I definitely want some certain matchups. And uh, I'm hoping to make them later on this year once we start you know, building up building up to it. But I, I promise you, like if you order this pay-per-view, you will be entertained. Not only by the jujitsu, we actually have really good commentators as well. That's actually, I, I was going to say that earlier. Um, we got two guys that kind of, one one guy's a comedian. The other guy's, uh, he trains with us. No, well, they both train with me, actually, but they're they're going to be hilarious. Like they're always bickering back and forth in person. So <laughs> it's it's going to be funny, um, and especially since one of them he, he's a comedian, he's always cracking jokes. So I, I think that's what's missing in some of the jujitsu commentary is just some some humor and maybe you know I like to do things very different. Sure. So I, I I'm okay with that. Like I, I recently had a guy ask me like, oh, can I, um, I don't know if you, you've seen my post recently. It's like, should we allow mm-hmm. male competitors to, to grapple with, without a rash guard on? He asked, uh, one of the competitors asked me like, oh, do I, have, do I need to have a rash guard on? I'm like, you know what? That's a good question. Let's, uh, l- let's let the people decide that. Like, I, I'm okay with both. Like, let's let, let we'll let people decide it. Like. That's how laid back I am, because I'm I'm not gonna be a stickler about stuff. It's like let's we're out here to have fun. We're out here to do what we love to do. Let's just make it enjoyable for people that are watching and 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 do it that way. So we'll we'll see if we're gonna allow people to grapple without a shirt on. We will see what the people say. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's excellent, 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 uh, and. Before we get out of here, where can we find you at? Uh, my uh, my my Instagram handle or mine. Or, uh, we'll 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 do the Arte Suave one. Uh, Arte okay. Suave is at A R T E S U A V E E L I T E, and obviously that's what the at sign at the beginning. Arte Suave Elite. You'll see the little uh, A. It's A S E and it's a circle with kind of a belt logo. And I'll say grapple for a cause and you'll definitely know that you're on there and um, yeah, catch, catch some good matches uh, in the future. We're going to pump out events every month. Um, They'll be good. Uh, Good. Good. And um, I'll put all this in the notes as well, um, you know, for the episode. So we're going to, you know, like I said, make some noise and get people's eyes, you know, on there further as best we can. You know, I say we, but it's just me as best I can. <laughs> like I'm talking like I have a team, like working behind the scenes. Like, no, I don't want to work for me. <laughs> um, 
So um, again, thank you for coming on and thank you to everyone who's, you know, continues to listen. This is awesome. I appreciate you all. And, you know, like I said, if you want to be on, feel free to always reach out to me off the mats podcast on Instagram and bjj.wiki on Instagram as well. Also, um, just some reminders out there for everybody. New show alert. Um, check out the deep half. That's featuring three of my favorite memers on Instagram. Uh, Jits bitch, Danny Patrick, BJJ, and my BJJ is okay. I'll put those in the notes too. But you all probably already know them anyway. Um, also, as always, check out Student the BJJ, my good buddy Zach over there. He's doing big things. I keep saying it every week, but trust me, when you see it, you, you'll, you'll understand. And last but not least, a friend here, Alfredo, with um, Arte Suave Elite. I want you guys to go ahead and hop on and check out the, the um, Instagram and go to the website as well. And um, are the, with the rash guards, are you done with the rash guards or people can still uh, pre-order them? By the time you post this, it'll be closed. <laughs> so. I- Fair enough. And actually, I'm I'm on the lookout here for mine in the mail because I'm excited. Yeah. So my wife, uh, like, hey, keep an eye out. I got I've actually got the rash guard coming from you. And then I got um, a cap coming from student BJJ. Yes. Gee cap coming in. So I'm excited for both those items. Probably going to pop up around the same time. So I can't wait to show you all those items and share. So please, 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 please. Go follow, go check out the sites. And um, if, again, you got any questions, concerns, reach out to me. Otherwise, thank you for listening and bye, y'all. They it. Now let me see his soul.